Are you tired of all the voices who say, focus on the bottom line numbers? Say whatever you have to, just close the sale. Just get the credit card. It doesn't matter what you deliver. You will never build a successful business until you grow a pair and stop caring so much. Here, we respectfully disagree. We give you permission to embrace who you are, how much you care, and encourage you to design a business that works for you and your clients. Welcome to The Art of Giving a Damn, the podcast that proves with every single episode that you can create a profitable business doing what you're passionate about and making a positive difference in the world. Now, here's your host, Michelle Schaefer. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. Uh, my guest today is Rachel Augusta. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Hello, Michelle. <laughs> I am so excited to interview you and have you share uh, what you do with our listeners because you have an, an extremely unique business. Uh, by the way of introduction, you are known as the modern Dr. Doolittle. You work with animals around the world who are sick, injured, diseased, or suffering from trauma, whose humans are looking for a miracle. You believe that joy is the antidote to disease in our fur babies, and I'm excited to hear more about what got you started in this as a career, as a business. Yeah. Um, so what got me started in this was actually the health of my own animal companion. Um, she, a 17 year old cat mm -hmm. was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism and my veterinary at the time was my veterinarian was like, she's old, she's going to die soon. She's had a good life. And like, that was what she gave me to work with. Wow. And, you know, I just wasn't, ready to hear that news and I know a lot of people think like well 17 is old for a cat but you know it was I think because my feelings were so dismissed through that process of like but this is my baby I um it threw me into action and I realized if anybody was going to try and help her through this it had to be me because western medicine just wasn't going to support her and I love Western medicine, you know, we all know somebody who's had their life saved because of Western medicine, but there are gaps in the system. And so I um, started immediately training with a school that um, taught us how to get the body and the brain to start working with itself to build up the immune system. And, you know, and I was under no illusion that I was going to like cure her of age right. and you know these things but what I wanted to do was try and help her gracefully through this process and maybe see if we could give some time because she was essentially given a couple of weeks to live Wow! and then she was through the work that I did ended up living an additional three years very happy very wow. happy well, that's certainly a, a success story. Yeah. Yeah. And so what happened is because of that, my friends are like, here's my cat. Here's my dog. Here's my bunny. Here's my horse. You know, here's my sugar glider. And uh, here's my hedgehog. And all of a sudden this was like a full-time hobby. And I was like, wait a second. Am I supposed to be doing like, is this my job in the world? And that's actually how I got into it, working with animals. And, um, and I've since worked with thousands. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So first of all, that is really, uh, I think, 
a unique story, but at the same time, a really common story for a lot of us who are entrepreneurs. We kind of fell into that thing by realizing, oh, people are bringing this, this to me. Maybe it's what I should be doing. And second of all, you've got some friends with some very unique pets. <laughs> I know I, a lot I, of rescuers. <laughs> okay, so totally like off topic, but what is the most unique animal you've ever worked with? I'd say probably a sugar glider. What is a sugar glider? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and the thing about sugar gliders is, you know, with you saying, wow, those are really unique animals. They are, and I know a lot of people who do rescue, and it's not an animal I would recommend for people to bring into their homes. It's like, you know, they're cute. So they, they, they're from, um, God, where are they from? They're so, from somewhere in the jungle. They're little, but they fly. And the, the people will get them for their kids because it's like, oh, cute. But what they don't realize is they have like a lifespan of 17 to 20 years. They require a community of other oh, gliders. God. Otherwise, they fall into depression and die. Oh. They're nocturnal. So they, um, they're up through the night and they want you to be up with them. So they'll bark through like through the night. So people get these for their kids. And then like within a matter of weeks, they're like, oh, this is not a hamster with a two-year lifespan. This is actually a bigger deal. So a lot of them end up in rescue. And they're really interesting and cool um, people who have them have to carry you. And this is the other thing. You have to carry them in your pockets and on you to get them to bond with you. And so they're really interesting, really cool, really if they're angry with you, they'll bark and growl at you. Um, but if you're loud, like, cause they're nocturnal. So a lot of times when I work with them, I work with them at during the day when they're sleeping. So if I'm being too loud, they'll let me know. <laughs> I'll be like, they'll hey, one of my um, clients calls it crabbing. They'll crab at you. They'll just be really crabby. They'll tell you to shut up. And so, yeah. Well, that's, that's fair. If we're disturbing their natural cycle. Like, I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. Yeah. But they're really, inter- they're really interesting and beautiful little animals, but they're definitely not, they're not pets. They're not animal companions. Right. Yeah. They're not meant to be. Yeah. There are, I think, quite a few different species that humans tend to think we can adopt and then realize this was probably not the best choice. So I, I understand that. Yeah, ending up in rescue side of that. So this is such an interesting type of work. Um, How do you make it work as far as like business model? I know you offer a variety of ways people can work with you. Talk to us about that for a minute because it's it's a really unique service. Yeah. So people can work with me privately, Mm one-on-one sessions, which is what I recommend if they have an animal who's really, really sick with cancer. Um, you know, I want to do some private work with them before mm-hmm. we figure out other ways that they can kind of stay in my circle or my, or my realm. The other option is I do monthly group healings online and I have a membership where basically these women and it's for women. Okay. They have access to me all month long. Once a month we all get online and we huh. meditate together and I have the human, the humans meditate mm-hmm. and the reason why I have the women meditate is because there's a lot of science around the idea now that human emotions can be toxic to our animals. So if you are living, yeah, like if you're living in a state of depression or anxiety, you're living in in fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. So that causes cortisol in your body and cortisol leads to tumors and tumors lead to cancer. And while this is happening in your body, your animal companions love you 
and they're mirroring you because they're like, oh my God, Michelle is depressed all the time. This is depressing for me. And so they've been able to prove that it creates cortisol in their bodies and cortisol leads to tumors and tumors lead to cancer. So it's very common that when a human is going through something really traumatic or really bad and then they've fallen into a bad state that they're having a hard time getting pulled out of, mm-hmm. the animal will get sick with them. And so this site is like, it's a, it's basically women will come on drinking rosé, you know, it's a place to like get happy, you know, have some joy, laugh, we'll do a meditation, they get to, you know, support each other, and then the animals all get a healing, and that's more like maintenance for animals. And so I have a lot of animals who will go through a health intensive with me, that private sessions, and then we put them into the maintenance so that they're always kind of getting some work. That's really interesting because you've taken a service that most people would look at it and go, okay, well, that must have to be like a hands-on thing. They must have to be local and it must be one at a time. And you've you've got that, but you've also got virtual options and group options, which is really cool because it gives you a lot more flexibility as far as your business model goes. That is interesting. And the the group, it's so much more affordable. I mean, private sessions, you know, they're going to cost money. Um, they're affordable, but they're still going to cost money. The group sessions are really great because it's like, it's the human and three of their animals for $40 a month. So it's like, you basically are getting $10 per person gets like a nice meditation and healing and then support all month long. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great way to, to turn it into something that you can scale. So slightly different direction and questions. What you do is so unique. How do you share that with people? Like, what do you say? And what kind of questions do you get from people when you tell them what you do? Oh, totally. So, I mean, truthfully, it's usually men that are like, I don't believe in what you do. And, um, so what I do and, and I explain this to, to everybody, and it helps really give a great understanding because uh-huh. when you think, she, what, she does this online or she does this virtual remote BS or how does this work, right. you know, think about like your TV and your remote control. Mm-hmm. You can turn your TV on with a remote control, but they're not connected. How does that work? That's a great analogy. Yeah, and people are like, but it's energy, and I'm like, but you can't see it. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, so it's energy, but you can't see it. And that's usually when guys are like, oh, and I actually had this one guy be like, touche. All right. And I was like, you know, like a hundred years ago, people probably would have been burned at the stake. You know, like they would have thought that was witchcraft. I know my great grandpa would have been like, that's witchcraft. We're all going to hell for that, you know? Um, but what I do then, you know, like how does because I'm certified in healing touch for animals. I'm in, I'm advanced proficiency, which is their highest level that you can go. And people are like, what is that? And is that woo woo? And, you know, and this is like healing touch for animals is used in veterinary clinics and healing touch for humans is actually used in hospitals. And this is why. Okay. When you can bring your body into a state of relaxation, through joy, happiness, what you're going to do is release endorphins, serotonin, dopamine from your brain. And when you do that, your body, your muscles relax. And when your muscles relax, your blood becomes oxygenated. And with oxygenated blood, your body is able to absorb nutrients more efficiently from food, from medication, from pills, Mm -hmm. anything. And then your stomach starts to create digestive enzymes 
your hormones start okay. to regulate, your body detoxes, and then new cell growth happens. That's called the mm -hmm. physiological relaxation response. And this is why if you go to the doctor with a broken arm, they're going to ask you what your pain level is. If you right. say a two, they're going to hand you an Advil. And if you say 10, they're going to prescribe you a Percocet. You actually can't heal right. if you're in pain and your body can't have new cell growth if any of that process is disrupted. So they did a study in a hospital. Somebody received just one healing touch session and it saved the hospital $2,000 a day. So this is why, wow. yeah, so if uh, now there's so many hospitals and VA clinics, if you go in, they'll say, do you want a healing touch practitioner? And you can say yes or no. And um, a lot of doctors know what healing touch is and a lot of veterinarians know what healing touch for animals mm -hmm. is because, and I work, I have vets that call me and will send me their clients because maybe mm -hmm. like a dog has stage oh. four cancer and they can't give the dog chemo because of age and they maybe the cancer is like in the liver there's something going on that they just can't do chemo or surgery veterinarians will refer them to me and then what we try to do is kick their immune system like we try to build up their immune system through just naturally doing what maybe an advil would do for the brain does that make sense yeah that is really fascinating i mean i know there's I think there's so many areas of energetic medicine and, and like mind body type stuff that we have not studied enough. And it's so cool to see some of these things starting to come out that, yeah. that things do affect, you know, the, the physical body right. that we've dismissed. Right. Um, yeah. I yeah, actually, this is why I've never heard of that certification. That that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is why, you know, like CBD oils are all the craze right now because you're triggering that release, the endorphin, dopamine, serotonin release. And this is why animals, humans, they're taking it for like arthritis and all this stuff because it's triggering the same response that an ibuprofen would without the side effects of the ibuprofen. Uh. So yeah, and this, yeah. So this is something that it's it's both it applies to humans and animals. That's really interesting. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I was walking around the lake the other day. I take my cat for a walk every day in her stroller, and these older women stopped me. I know she she demands it. And that's so, awesome. So, I tried. Sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say these older women stopped me, and they're like, "This is amazing." It was a group of four women in their like seventies, eighties, oh. and then they asked me what I did and I told my work with animals and I explained the physiological relaxation response to them and how important mm -hmm. joy and happiness is and they're like is this for us too and I was like yeah that's for you too and and I was like you guys are actually doing it right now like friends female friends walking around the lake talking right. laughing giggling getting your exercise you're actually triggering this response in your body and they're like that's amazing and I'm and they're like I wish more people were talking about this because it's yeah. so powerful it's so powerful to your health and your immune system. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I, I actually my uh, my oldest cat who uh, is a is a British short hair tuxedo. Yeah. Um, he went to live with my son when my son moved out. But we tried. We really tried to take him for walks. That was not his thing. He would hide under the porch. So I'm like really impressed that you were able to get your cat into a stroller outside. He loved to be pushed around in a stroller inside when dressed up. But um, <laughs> he's a very he's a very unique cat. Um, <laughs> But that's, that's awesome. I, I love that image of, of you pushing your cat in a stroller around the lake. Um, so, so, you know, you mentioned that, that it's important for humans to 
And it, it does affect the animals around us, what our emotional state is, especially this, the species that are really empathic, because I think anybody who's a pet lover knows certain animals really can sense what you're feeling. Like they will come find you when you are down, when you're not feeling well. It's like they know, hey, let me help cheer my human up. Yeah. Um, what are some things that people who are listening and thinking, you know what, this makes sense to me. I want to be in a more joyful state. What are some concrete actions people can take to shift that for themselves? Totally. Yeah, there are some really good things they can do. And really quickly, I just want to say animals, animals can smell your feelings as well. So a human has 10 million neuron receptors associated with smell. A cat has 80 million and a dog has 400 million. Oh, wow. Right. So you're actually kind of like a little skunk spraying, like spraying your emotions around, which so they know how you because they're like, oh, I smell sadness on you. Oh, I smell anger. I smell depression. And so they can smell that very like and then they're feeling it with you. So, So I like to use the analogy of the skunk because it's like. Just like skunks, it's how we've evolved. We can't make ourselves wrong for it because people then tend to feel really, really bad and really guilty. And you can't, you know, I think what's important is feel your feelings. You know, you like I'm not saying you're not allowed to feel what you like if something because bad things are going to happen. Feel it, go through it and then get out of it. Don't let yourself fall into that place. So if that means good girlfriends, like going and getting a therapist, a counselor, joining a membership site where you can jump on and meditate with women and be supported. Um, There's a lot of things you can do. Like for me, it's dancing. I love dancing and I will have dance parties throughout the day. I like turn on the Ramones and I dance and I jam out. And, you know, and when I say that to people, they're like, really? And I'm like, try it because you want to know it. It's going to make you laugh. You're going to have fun, like turn on your 1980s prom music, whatever it is. If it's Debbie, Gibson, <laughs> like get out there, dance until you're laughing and it helps pull you out of those states. I mean, that's obviously not for like the deep, deep, heavy stuff where you're like, no, this okay. is trauma. I need a counselor. But if you're like, I'm just in a funk, like you have yeah. to start like dancing and moving and connecting with your friends. And, you know, it's like, yeah. I think this is where our animals are our teachers, like, you know, our animals, when we look at them, they're like, let's play, let's snuggle, let's go for a walk around the lake, let's get the zoomies, let's play with sparkly stuff. And I feel like we really need to start incorporating their lessons into our lives. That's, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, every time, you know, and it's funny, because I, the, the other day, I was like, whoo, I'm feeling a little stressed, you know, and I was like, all right, sugar pants, that's my cat. I'm like, let's get the zoomies. And she looks at me like, what? And like, let's run around and get the zoomies. And it like pulls, it just pull you out of it. But I think connection is really important. And I think that's what's lacking in our society. A lot of our society, like we have online relationships, but I think finding the personal, you know, the people around you and just that sort of connection is so imperative. We need it. You know, we're animals too. You know, we really need our pack. Yeah, you know, I think sometimes we forget that. Like, we assume we're so different from everything else on the planet, and we're really not. Yeah, like, we're we really have not. the same needs. I had a, a friend explain to me one time that um, he had watched a documentary talking about how um, apes and monkeys, like, they need their tribe or they don't survive. Um, right. And how, you know, humans can be the same way. Like, we, totally. we actually need contact. Even those of us who, are a little bit maybe antisocial. We actually need the right. contact with Something. other human beings. 
Totally. It's just like sugar gliders. Like they need to have that. Otherwise they're not going to function well, you know? And so that's, that's one of them. And the other thing too, is what I told people is if you are going through something, talk your animal, talk to them about it in the same way you would like a small human child. So what I teach people to say is something like, you know what, I'm going through something really hard right now. I lost my job and I'm really stressed, but this is me and this is for me and and I don't want you to take this on. This isn't about you. If you want to be supportive to me, the best way you can be supportive is by staying happy and healthy. Hmm. And animals are telepathic. So every time we think or we talk, we create images in our brain. They read those images. They smell how our emotions change while we're saying that. They, they're able to do that. And that's in the same way you would with a small child. Like, I'm, you know, maybe your dad and I are going through a divorce. This has been really stressful. We both love you. This isn't about you. You're the, you're the person who brings joy to both of us. And so while we work through this, what you should focus on is being your happy, loving, beautiful, magical self. Mm. And that really helps them know like, okay, I shouldn't be falling into this place with you. And it gives them a job like, oh, okay, it's going to be helpful to you if I'm playful. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different approach, but that makes sense. Yeah, it's just talking them through it. There is a scientist who wrote a book called Dogs That Know When Their Owners Are Coming Home, and he talks about dogs and he talks about other animals. And he was able to prove a lot of this, that dogs know if you're within a 10-mile radius. They know if you've stopped for gas um, Mm. because they're reading what you're thinking while while it's happening. And I actually see this with my clients. Like, my animals will know when I'm on the way to their house – um, if, if they're local, they'll start responding. The human's like, oh, I could have swore you were here 15 minutes ago. And I was like, I got in my car to drive here 15 minutes ago. And their animal could see in my mind that I was getting ready to go. And yeah, it happens a lot. If I show up at a house um, and the animal's sick, they're very happy to see me and they know. If I'm showing up because there's trauma going on and they might not want to be dealing with the trauma or there's a behavioral issue that they... They don't, they, they'll go and hide. Yeah. And they're not super interested. It's like mm-hmm. trying to talk to a 13-year-old. And so that they definitely will change things. You know, if you're going to talk to a 13-year-old, like you're not doing well in school, you know how they kind of like won't oh, yeah. you? They, they, they would like to avoid the conversation. Yeah, they yes. want to avoid the conversation. Animals will do the same. Huh. Or they even know why I'm there. Like they know why I'm there because they've been reading their human's thoughts. They've been reading mine. They know what's happening. And yeah, and this huh. basically was like, you have no secrets. That's interesting. Yeah, they're, they're reading everything that's going on. <laughs> and so, um, so I like to talk animals through stuff when there's something going on. And it's really, really helped. Like you can see them shift. And I actually have an audio on my website. Um, that's free. If anybody wants it, they just go to my website and get it. And, but I talk to the animals, you play it for your animal. I talk to them through it. And people tell me, they're like, it was amazing to watch the animal's eyes and body shift while they could hear me talking because the audio talks about how wonderful and beautiful they are. And it's a healing audio for them. And it's, it's because they know what you're saying. They do. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. That is really cool. I will make sure we put a link somewhere near wherever yeah. people are listening or watching this so they can go grab that. You know, the other thing I wanted to mention that's on your website that I thought was really cool was you've got the, the well, podcast and radio shows link where you've got a whole bunch of different presentations and, and things that you've shared on all of these topics. So for anybody listening who's like, yeah, I want to know more about any aspect of what Rachel has talked about, make sure you go to her website. It's Modern Doctor Doolittle, M-O-D-E-R-N-D-R, so the abbreviation for doctor, Doolittle, D-O-L-L, D-O-L-I-T-T-L-E, I can spell, dot com. There will be a link near this audio uh, to make up for my lack of spelling ability here, uh, where you can go and click on the link at the top that says podcasts, P-A-W, podcasts, <laughs> and radio shows. And you will find not just Rachel's podcast, but a bunch of interviews and, and presentations she's given on all sorts of different things that affect both us and our pets from living regret-free, finding those happy emotions to separation anxiety and more. So I just wanted to mention that uh, and make sure people know they can go find that on your site. Um, yeah. You know, last question. This is something that I try to ask everybody I interview. What is your favorite thing about what you do in business? Golly, that's so easy to answer. <laughs> I get to work with animals. I get, I get every day, I get text messages with pictures of animals with people giving me the updates. It's honestly like people giving people hope, you know, when, when people like come to me crying and sobbing, their animal was diagnosed with an aggressive cancer, Western medicine can't help them. They aren't ready to say goodbye. And then Within a couple of sessions, the animal goes into res like remission. I've seen so many animals that were like ready to die go into spontaneous remission after we just get their body to start working with them. And honestly, it's like I I cry with my clients. I cry when they're sad. I cry when they're happy. And it's like seeing these moments of hope. I, it's like you know what it's like. Running a business is hard. And, you know, all of the backside that people don't know that happens to get something off the ground or to keep it going or that the amount of taxes you have to pay, you know, like there's so much, but every time, <laughs> yeah, every time somebody calls me and they, they're like, we just went to the vet and the cancer went into remission. I like, I am like crying and I'm like, we're all going to go out for a celebratory drink. Like, I'm, it's so great. Yeah. Yeah. That has got to be an amazing feeling to get that kind of feedback and know that it's making a difference for people. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's what got me into it was working with my own baby. So, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today and, and share with too. us. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I love to interview people with really unique businesses because to me, it just goes to prove whatever it is that your gift, your thing, your passion is, you absolutely can create a business around it. You just got to get smart about how you approach it. I love the analogy of the TV remote control, how you're explaining things. And sometimes you just got to use that extra bit of creativity to yeah. get the idea through to people. Yeah. Love yeah, exactly. exactly. All right. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you, you again Michelle. so much. Yes. Yeah. For everybody listening, there's a link somewhere near wherever you are listening or watching this today. You can connect with Rachel, moderndoctordoolittle.com and send people her way. So anybody you know who's got fur babies, send them to her so that uh, they can take a look at this stuff too because it's, it's a lot of fascinating um, studies and, and scientific info on your site as well, Rachel. So thank you again. And everybody listening, please like, rate, review, subscribe to the show, and we will catch you back again soon for another episode.